Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Lovely Travels podcast. How are you today, Emma? I'm very well, thank you. And I'm excited to see you in the in the pilot seat today. Roger that. Um, <laughs> I've been looking forward to this. Um, I think it's going to be a fun episode. So we what we are talking about today is the <laughs> United Kingdom. I have to be careful that I don't upset any of the kingdoms that are united. It is it is the United Kingdom, the UK, and on my UN recognized countries list, it's number three. Wow. It's and it is the third country I ever visited. So that's great. Yeah. How many um how many times have you visited? Uh well, undecided, but it's probably around 14. So I probably should say my parents are English. Yep. Um, so they emigrated to Australia in 1981. So they will have been here 40 years next year. Wow. I'm Australian. I was born in Australia, but I have English heritage. I have a British passport. I'm a British citizen. Um, and basically all the majority of my extended family are in the UK. Hmm. It must be convenient that you have lots of people to visit when you go. It's convenient. It's also time-consuming. Sure, <laughs> it's, yeah. Uh, it, it's, uh, I think I have done a few fleeting visits. The shortest trip I've ever done over there was eight days. So I went over for my uncle's wedding in 2011. Funnily enough, <laughs> the first time I went to England was also for my uncle's wedding. He's been married twice. Uh, always a good reason to go. <laughs> Anytime he has a wedding, I'll, I'll jump on a plane. It's a great excuse. Good parties. Um, so I've, I've heard through the grapevine that people are actually listening mostly because of the facts. And I think, like, to just sort of give people an idea who might not know which countries are in the United Kingdom. Yeah. You can do that, but also I just want to fact check and uh, definitely not the priority reason people are listening. But anyway, carry on with the fun facts. Yes, definitely the reason. The um, <laughs> no, so it's 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 England, Wales, Scotland, and Northern Ireland. Yeah, yeah. So for the sake of um, being fair to all the countries, because they are well, undecided, but they. In my view, they stand alone uh, as countries, and so I tend to say that I'm going to England. Um, my family lives in England, but um, for, you know, and I have been to Scotland actually seven times. Unfortunately, haven't yet been to Wales or Northern Ireland. I've seen Wales uh, from a number of viewpoints. I've been like, oh, hey, Wales, see you. I've but seen I haven't them. actually stepped in. Um, but so, but for today, we're probably going to focus more on England, and we definitely have a Scotland episode coming up in the future because um, it's yeah. an incredible country, and I'd love to give some my, some love. To my um, my experience with the UK has been a few visits to England, um, and also quite a few bottles of scotch. Oh, well, there you go. So, being <laughs> giving some love to the different parts. So, definitely, yeah. Look, definitely. and we'll probably do an England episode as well because I think there's. A lot to say. We might even get an, uh, say, an actual English person on here because uh, I'm sort of a. Can we get the queen? Well, it depends who you talk to. Oh, I'd love to. I think she'd be a great guest. You think she has time? I'd love to meet. I would love to meet her. I love the queen. I'm a, I'm a royal family 
enthusiast. She, ha- happy um, birthday, uh, Queen. Um, Miss happy Queen. birthday, your, Queen your, Elizabeth. Your Royal Highness. Actually, um, I went to London with my mum in 2016, and we were standing at a traffic light, and I kid you not, the Queen drove past in a in a maroon, like Royals Royce, and she was about, I don't know, like half a metre away from us, like through bulletproof glass, but like she slowly coasted by, and we we're both like, what the hell? The Queen just drove past. <laughs> That's so cool. That was it's so cool. Yeah, that was the highlight. And she does that. She does just drive around and it's like my friend from Nepal really admired that because like in some of those, like in Nepal and in India, if a politician comes or a special dignitary, they will shut down entire highways. They'll shut down areas so that cars can pass, whereas the Queen of England and of many countries just drives around in in the car. Well, she doesn't drive. She gets driven, but she just—it's just normal traffic. Yeah, yeah. Did she have? Did she have police cars? There was, just... yeah. There was, there was. I think a few motorbikes either side. Um, but, but not a lot. Like not enough to stop. No, it wasn't like you didn't hear it coming or anything. It was we were just standing there and it, like look to your right and like here comes the queen. <laughs> oh, <laughs> do, do we bow? Do we wave? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We just looked at each other and we were like, did we just see the Queen? (laughs) This is crazy. Man, I've been like so many times that I've not seen the Queen. My mum's seen the Queen. She said the Queen waved at her. I was like, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, she she turned 94 recently. Congratulations, uh, your Royal Elizabethness. Um, And also in the same week, I think there was a picture of her on a horse. Yeah, yeah, she's uh, that was one of her recent outings. But so uh, there's like a funny thing that people always ask. They're like, "So if the queen lives to a hundred, does she send a letter to herself?" Because <laughs> you know Probably. you get a letter from the queen when you turn a hundred. I don't know how confused yeah. she is. Dearest Elizabeth, <laughs> happy birthday from Elizabeth. Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I think, I think she's got a good sense of humour too. Um, anyway, uh, there's more to England than the Queen, um, so <laughs> uh, including my entire family connections. Um, and it's it's funny actually. I have had friends who've been over there with me at different times, and they've sort of been like because a lot of people's families in Australia do stem from UK heritage, and actually. Um, my husband Matt and I went in 2018 to where his family was from and he was like the first of his immediate family to go back to where the Quicks were from. It's a place called St Ives um, in Cornwall and we went to this church and it's where there's a lot of the Quick family is buried and there's still this whole big history of the Quicks in that area and it was such a really special, lovely thing to do. And... I think it's interesting because I've talked to people about it and then it's like because my history is so current, people are like, oh, I really wanted to go back to where my grandmother was from or I wanted to go back to where my great-grandmother was from. Well, my family still lives like 10 minutes from where my great-grandmother or my great-grandparents live but because I've still got grandparents, my my grandmother's still alive, Mm. I just go to her house. (laughs) And so I said to Dad like, Next time I go, can you tell me, like, where are my great-grandparents buried or, like, 
where was their house? Would it still be there? And, like, I just have never thought to do that because I just have so much current history in mm. England. Mm. Um, but we obviously have a lot of um, old history too that I would like to understand. A great part about England is is all the amazing history and because or about the UK in general. Um, so much has happened from there and has influenced the world all over the place. I mean, the the you know the United Kingdom was quite a lot bigger at some stages as well. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Australia is still part of uh, we we are still part of the Commonwealth, so uh, she's still our queen. And uh, I, Darius, have a fun fact for you about history. Oh, yes. more fun for me than uh, other people. Mm-hmm. But um, my grandpa, once he was retired, worked at a Roman museum in Staines because uh, Staines is just outside of London. It's where my grandmother lives, um, my grandmother on my mother's side. My, my grandpa, Jack, my dad's dad, used to volunteer at this museum. And so basically in the Thames they found all this Roman stuff from, like, over 2,000 years ago when the Romans came to England and it was all just at the bottom of the Thames. So they got it all out and then was in this little museum in Staines and he used to work there and I loved, he just loved, he loved history and so yeah. whenever I was with him he would tell me about the Celtics and the Britons and the Romans and you just ask him a question and he would tell me stuff. Isn't, isn't Staines where Ali G is from? yeah. East Staines Massive, yeah, like Ali G, yeah. It's so funny. My brother sometimes does this. He doesn't really do accents or anything, but he just did this thing when he was living there and he was like, it isn't the word, is it? It's short for in it, in it. <laughs> <laughs> I just was like, it was so weird to come out of him. But, yeah, no, and they do proper talk like that. And I used to leave it. I lived in Staines, so I actually lived in the UK for a year. Oh, wow. And for, yeah, when I was 18, I moved over, wanted to kind of, yeah, get to know my family uh, more and spend time with them and also have that lovely access to Europe and just do mm. a gap year. And I ended up living with my grandmother for about three or four months. So I used to get the bus to work from Staines and, oh, my gosh, the accents would just do my head in every morning and be like, I was like, going down the shops, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, talk to my friend, yeah, yeah. And I was all like, whatever, yeah. Yeah, and like you know, I sit down like chickies lately. Yeah, I'm like, stop talking. <laughs> you live in England. Speak English. Well, um, in the UK, accents change noticeably every 25 miles or 45 kilometers. It's crazy. Do. Like sometimes playing video games online, and it's like some English people you cannot understand at all. Um, yeah. I'm not going to say which ones they are in case. <laughs> well, no, and, and as well, like my parents, I don't know about what you think, but my parents don't, they don't really have an Australian accent, but they don't have an English accent. Mm. So but they have a very mild accent and all of my English family have a quite a mild accent. They're from uh, around the Surrey sort of region, so sort of south of London um, oh. and, you know, some areas that sort of maybe speak a little bit more proper, but... Um, but whereas we've got friends who've been in Australia for 45 years from Manchester and you'd think they arrived yesterday, yeah. the accent is still as thick as yesterday. And the kids, though they have an Australian accent, like pronounce words, certain words, the way their mum, like they really pronounce their G's, like singlet, 
singlet. Like, right. Gluh, gluh. <laughs> and I was talking to this guy and he was talking to me um, from Liverpool and he was teaching me how to say chicken. And I was like, chicken. And he's like, no, chicken. And he's like, you got to you crack him in the head. You got to kick him. And he's like, you got to like, like get the back of it. Sounds like Good. speaking Dutch almost. Yeah, yeah, really like like pronounce your consonants. Just get in there with the consonants. Oh, man, that, that means if you live there for a year, you must have like all sorts of opinions on things. Like, okay, no, what I'm getting at, like, um, have opinions I, on everything, Darius. Just ask me. <laughs> no, but no, no, no. That was the wrong word. But it doesn't matter. We'll keep it in because we don't edit this podcast at all. Um, favorite expressions, like you were just saying, some of them. Um, what? what but they they weren't really my favorites. I like I like the rhyming slang. Oh yeah, the um the um the Cockney. Yeah, the Cockney rhyming rhyming slang. So, like, the frog and toad means the road. road. Yep. Um, now I won't be able to think of any <laughs> listeners will probably be, like, shouting at it. The, the trouble and strife. Um, yep. Yeah. But um, I like that. And I like that sort of, I don't think if anybody's watched any of Guy Ritchie's movies, that's Cockney. Right. Um, it's that sort of fun to hear. Um, expressions. I don't know. I don't know. But what's funny is, like, even though we speak both speak English, there is quite a difference in a lot of the words, and so I kind of have to put my English brain on, and I almost automatically do it now. Yeah. Um, where there's words like chips, we say chips in English, uh, Australian in Australia. Okay, um, we should do this as a quiz. You give me okay. the Australian word, and I'll give you the British word if I know. I feel it. like it should be the other way around, but no, 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 anyway, it's fine. It's we fine. will. Okay, chips. Crisps. Lollies. Sweeties. Yes, sweets. Um, and if for any listeners who are like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> candy. American candy. is candy. But um, uh, as well, in England, a lolly is a lollipop or right. an ice lolly. So if you ask for lollies, they're like, what, like an ice that's block? very specific. Yeah, like a, like a, like a long stick. The icy yeah. pole is an ice lolly. Ah, uh, like the, the frozen sugar in a tube. Yeah, or like, you know, like those lemonade ones we used to have. Like they're literally called icy poles. Um, okay, what other words? Ice Go lolly. Next word. Um, wait, I'm saying the English word, eggplant. Um, aubergine. Yep. Capsicum. Pepper. Yep, peppers. peppers uh, yeah. Zucchini. Courgette. Yep. Um, soccer. Football, isn't it? Yeah, that's the biggest one. I have to change straight away when I get over there. Like, what's, and you know, and actually, my dad argues he's like, to be fair, football is played with the foot. And in Australia, they call all these sports football. AFL could be called football, but like all these other ones, like you mostly use your hands. Yeah. So why do you call it football? And I was like, I don't know, Dad, but it's footy and your thing is soccer. <laughs> no, I, I, like football is, for me, football sounds like the better word because in German it's also Fußball, which is football. Is that um, where we get the Fußball table from? Fußball, I think so. 
I think so. Although in Germany yeah. we call them kicker. Yeah. Like the, the table table soccer, table football. Kicker. Yeah. I feel like you're just confusing yourselves now. But um mm. it's funny, we're just talking about sport though. There used to be World War Three in my house whenever the um cricket or the rugby's on. Right. Because if Australia's playing and England's not in it, dad's Australia. But if England's around, and it's certainly if they're playing Australia, then it was us kids first dad and he's Barmy army all the way and despite <laughs> having lived in Australia for nearly 40 years, he is proud, proud Englishman and uh, do not try and tell him um, anything otherwise. They'll be like, oh, you've lived in Australia for all this time. You should support Australia. And he's like, well, if you moved to England, would you support England? And they go, no. And he's like, well, I'm not a bloody turncoat either. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like you want to push his buttons. Just I feel like we could we could do an episode of of us trying to wind him up about about (laughs) about England and the Queen and football. We just wanted to talk to you about your English heritage, Dad, and then just get him on here and just push every. Well, well, no, Emma, actually, (laughs) Uh, and his English accent will like ramp up as well as he probably gets. more, more frustrated. Yeah. I love him, love him, Dad. But like sometimes as well, if he's like doing something a certain way, there is a certain English way. I'll be like, "Oh, you're being so bloody English," and I mean it. It's not not a compliment. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm allowed to say that because I'm half. I'm English blood. Another thing the UK is famous for is food, question mark. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's not really. No, actually, people, people, give, people give the United Kingdom, and I think England specifically, or the English specifically, a bad rap about their cooking. Um, do, you, do you agree or disagree? I grew up with it, so yeah. there's a lot of stuff that's like very homely to me about and like going to England. There's certain things I love. Yeah. I do find it highly amusing that the national dish is chicken tikka. Um, I think that's awesome, have, actually. Yeah, they do have a. And to be fair, Indian food is actually amazing in England. It's definitely mm. better than in Australia because they have such a huge Indian population yeah. and they get a lot of imports of all the ingredients mm. and so it is it is very authentic. Mm. Um, and having a curry on a Friday night is, is kind of has become a norm and it took over fish and chips but that's another thing, you know, I love going to the pub and having fish and chips and mm. um, I, do, I love a pie. I'm not a big pie fan in Australia but a you know, pot pie. Like a, like a mince there. pie, like a pork pie? No, like a steak pie. So it's like cooked in a proper like ceramic pot uh, with yeah. actual proper chunks of meat and then yeah. it's got the puff pastry on the top. Have you ever tried jellied eels? No, and I never will. <laughs> but there's like, like we said before, like sweets. There's a lot of sweets I love and that's like my dad has a, a sweet tooth and, Whenever in Australia, like, we'd go past, like, an old English-style lolly shop, mm. we'd stock up. There's these things called floral gums, which sound as almost as gross as they taste, but they're right. addictive. They taste like little soaps. They're gummies, yeah. really hard gummy, and they taste like soap, and they're delicious. 
think are those the things that you stick to the side of urinals, like so that it smells better? No, that's urinal cakes. <laughs> I feel floral like floral gums. I feel like like a gummy, florally scented that sticks to stuff could also describe a urinal cake. Yeah, nah. But <laughs> sorry, I pushed the conversation in this direction. <laughs> But no, there's um, there's uh, what else? Millions. They're these little like chewy, sweet little ball things. Dad loves. Um, I just I used to raid his cupboard. Mm. Um, wine gums. Yeah. So a lot of gummy lollies. So the thing I love in you know I love in Germany. I love gummy things. Yep. I, in England, there's also a lot of gummy as well as hard boiled sweets. So, mm. so your yeah, favorite yeah, English sweet. food is sweets. Pretty much. And the chocolate does taste different and I've had sort of gotten to almost battles with my cousin about this. The, the Because we have to put something in our chocolate in Australia, like Cadbury does taste different over there. It's a bit more, it um, is a bit creamier. And so. Revolutionary uh, statements. Uh, Australian chocolate is not very nice. <gasps> but I grew up with, I, li- I, I like it because I grew up with it. I, but I do, and I enjoy English, but it tastes different. I feel like the competition is between Belgian and Swiss. Maybe, but we're not in those countries today, so <laughs> they're not in the competition. Okay, um, give, give me, anyway. okay, next game. Give me a country in the UK and I will give you a fact. We call it the quick fact round. Okay, this is a new thing. Uh, Wales. Um, Wales doesn't have its own armed forces and it is, in fact, a principality, which means it's ruled by a prince. And who is the Prince of Wales? Prince Charles. Prince Charles. There you go. Look at us learning all the things. Also, contrary to popular belief, Emma, St. Patrick, who a lot of people associate with the Irish, was, in fact, Welsh. Shock horror. These um, haven't been like checked, so I, I, they might be <laughs> incorrect. So please email us with your abuse yep. and aggression. Uh, yep. Don't take it to Instagram because info uh, at lovelytravels.com and please attach uh, it to Darius because I don't want to read it. In fact, the first email that I get uh, correcting a fact, actually, no, just responding, just the first email that I get, it doesn't have to be about facts. I just want an email. Uh, will win. Um, do we have a budget for prizes, Em? That's out of your budget. So okay. you have all the budget you want. Okay. Well, you will win a tailored fact message uh, specifically to your country. Yeah. Does that and sentence will, make sense? Yes. We'll Good. read your fact out and dedicate it to you on the podcast. This, this could is, be a money-making thing. Yeah, this is this is this is how we're going to get the listeners to interact with us and make it revenue. I don't know about that. No, no, this is just for fun, guys. We're just chatting. Anyway, <laughs> back to the United Kingdom. <laughs> Sorry. Um. Yeah. How? No. Fourteen times you visited. You. Sorry. Fourteen times you visited. You said. Yes. And you lived there for a year, so that's got to be mm-hmm. you probably spent like. I don't know way more than like 18 months there in total 
Yeah, probably. Like a lot of my visits are about a month uh, or so. So my first ever trip was when I was just under two. So we went uh, to the UK for my uncle's first wedding. Right. And um, my brother was um, almost four and I was almost, well, he would have been just three and a half. I was almost two. So uh, well done, parents, for taking us on that big trip. Uh, that was, I don't, uh, I was, you know, I was going to joke that I have so many memories of that trip. Lots of cute photos. I have a really cute photo that I'll put up with this episode of me um, and my brother trying to catch chickens in Scotland. Right. Um, but no, not not a lot of memories, a yeah. lot of stories, not a lot of memories. So my next trip was when I was nine and that is a very memorable trip. We did spend a month there over Christmas when I was um, nine years old. We actually had snow on Christmas morning oh, nice. um, and it snowed more on Boxing Day and we made like a little snowman in the backyard and, yeah, that's probably where my love of the sweets came from. We got all the, like, in our stockings, us kids were just like, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was my brother, my sister and I and mum and dad and we stayed in my um, the home that my mum sort of grew up in. So that yep. was really nice and just got to know our cousins and pretty cool that we live all this way away and we don't get to spend a lot of time together, but I'm actually really close to my family, um, really close to some of my cousins. And, uh, yeah, I just loved getting to know them and it was always sort of a novelty having family mm. overseas. But as you know, Darius, there's a, there's a fun and a novelty to having family overseas and there's a bit of heartache and challenge of, you know, like right now, one of my mm. cousins has just had her first baby and then my other cousin's about to have a second baby and now I won't get to see them for probably a year. So. Until, they're, until they've finished high school. Until, they've, <laughs> until the lockdown is over, which at the moment, to be honest, could be a long while for the UK because they're not doing too well with it. Yeah, I, actually, I had a trip planned to the UK this year. I was going to fly to Manchester and then I was going to drive to Wales. Um, and climb Mount Snowdon, which is the highest mountain in Wales. There you go. You had, a, you had a natural fact. You had a fact just built into your your story. Mm. Um, but yeah. But you've been but a few. T- so you've been a few times. I have been a few times. I've, first time was in two thousand and nine, I believe. Um, we had a student exchange to. Uh, Eastbourne by the sea, uh, which ah, I think I've been to Eastbourne. <laughs> yeah, I think it's famous in the UK for people throwing themselves off the cliffs. Um, oh, delightful! And we were there for two weeks, and I worked in a charity shop, which is an off shop for our Australian listeners. Um, it's like a secondhand clothing store, and yeah, we worked there for two weeks and um, lived with an English family who. Yeah, that was an interesting experience, that's for sure. I feel like they made a business out of hosting international students, so it just felt like a really bad bed and breakfast. Um, oh, that's a shame. Yeah, and also my bank card didn't work while I was over there, um, so I had to borrow money from all my uh, equally poor classmates, and I pretty much just ate pot noodles for two weeks. Oh, well, yes, even though we did talk about the food not being, like, a massive highlight, there is a lot of good food that you probably could have experienced. And I think, so, like, everywhere sure. around the world it's it's improving. 
But at that yeah. time, like I was like 18 and I had no money and it was like, okay, substantial food or the pub? Yeah. So the pub meals can be really affordable. Like it's amazing, yeah. like five-pound meals and they're like good, solid meals. Yeah. Um, it was quite nice. It was um, it was a nice little town, a bit, bit boring perhaps. Um, <laughs> I should tell my friend. I went to her. Um, she got married near there, and her all her family's from there. So right. I will let her know. Probably agree. <laughs> she doesn't live there, so uh, you know she's probably fine with that. But um, but no, that that yeah. was. Um, I really enjoyed the the people in the charity shop who I was working with, um, and you know they were quite surprised that this uh, supposedly German kid who was there on a student <laughs> yeah. exchange from Germany spoke fluent English. <laughs> Uh, with an Australian <laughs> accent. Yeah. Um, so it would have both blown their minds a little bit. Yeah. No, but they were really lovely. Um, made me feel very welcome. Um, and then I've also awesome. been, I went back to see uh, my old boss one time and he, I can't remember the occasion. I think it was just he was in England and he's from, he's Scottish, but he, he grew up in England and um lived there for a long time and I think he was just visiting and because I was in Germany like I also visited him while he was visiting his family yeah and uh that was in I think in Sheffield around there Midlands is that the Midlands Ooh. yeah Midlands towards the coast Derbyshire 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 yeah um yeah around there which was which was equally lovely um, and Sheffield has a lot of students and stuff. It was pretty fun. Yeah. It's pretty interesting with the UK, like we were talking about before. It's just, uh, despite the fact that I've been there 14 times, there's so many parts that I haven't seen because there are quite a few counties and they're just, it's a very small country. It's a very small island. Mm. Um, the whole um, British Isle is small, but it's very dense. And even to get around, like, you take for granted, like, to get from the bottom of England to the top would take 18 hours. If you put that on to Australia, like, if you put that on, you could probably fit England on three times to that same distance, which would yep. take you 18 hours. Like, so say from Melbourne to, to Brisbane, you would probably be able to fit England in three times. But that takes 18 hours. So it's saying you would take, it would take you 54 hours because it's just so dense, all the roads, oh, okay. like sometimes you're driving. Also, that like you can get caught on a motorway. You've got 70-something million people mm. living on this tiny little island and just, So, uh, yeah. did while you're mentioning islands so often, do you know Scotland has about 790 islands? I didn't know it had that many, but I did know it has islands. And it doesn't and- feel like... It goes with Scotland. <laughs> sure. You think of just, islands and you think of island life, but it's a different type of islands. Mm. And Scotland is also home to the world's largest hedge. No, the world's tallest hedge. I'm sorry. The oh. world's tallest hedge. And it's over 1,700 feet in length and 100 foot high, which is like 30 metres, 30 metres high. That's- a very big hedge. That's a huge hedge. Well done, Scotland. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> uh, your prize is in the mail. <laughs> a pair of hedge uh, clippers. I, I love Scotland. <laughs> yeah. Keep that, keep that under control. <laughs> <But> I, <laughs> 
love Scotland and I one of my favourite, uh, I've got uh, family friends up there so mm. often I was there for more to like spend time uh, hanging out with them but I've been very fortunate to also be taken around by them to, to see some lovely historic points and the most recent trip um, to Scotland was in 2017. I went for a family friend's wedding and then I stayed on and went to Glasgow and did a Outlander tour for the day from Glasgow, Outlander, the TV show. And it was one of the best tours I've ever done and I was just fangirling all day and it was November, which is very cold, but it was the most beautiful sort of winter day and um, just so cool, so cool. And that show, Outlander, has done so much. I think this is, it's like increased tourism by like 40% in the following year after it came out. Okay, wow. Like it I, really I've n- honestly never heard of it. <gasps> it's based on these books. There's like eight now or more books by Diana Gabaldon and they're up to season five of the show. It's on Netflix and it is basically softcore porn for women. It's romantic, historic, well, it's not really true history, but it's like historic romantic drama. Hmm. And it, the lead character is a very sexy Scottishman. Hmm. Well, wow. so I really have sold it to you. He's <laughs> looking like super, like, yeah. oh, I'm gonna go watch it now. No, no. <laughs> Matthew watched one, the final episode of season one. And anybody who's watched that um, show will know season, uh, the final episode of season one. It was pretty intense. And Matthew came in at one point and he's like, why are you watching this? What, <laughs> what a prude. What a prude. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so, but, uh, yeah, so if you do go to Scotland, <laughs> uh, go Next to week Emma. on Sexy TV Shows with Emma. Well, I was so excited to go to um, Inverness because um, Inverness is featured in the show, but like many, sorry to shatter the illusions of everyone, but um, they didn't actually film in Inverness. They filmed oh. in a town that looked like Inverness in the 1940s because Inverness is actually quite a big sort of little city now huh. in Scotland. So, and it's quite far north. So, I don't, I really, uh, I think I've professed on this show before. I'm not great with geography. So, I don't know how I thought in a day I was going to get around to okay. Glasgow, um, Edinburgh, and Inverness. So, apart from the Outlander tour, do you have any other top travel tips? Yes, I'll share one of my favourite things to do and it's kind of like a two-parter. Um, I love I love London. I do love London. I lived mm. in a place called Acton Town on the Piccadilly line on the way to uh, London. Do you remember um, your postcode? Oh, I can remember my grandmother's. I don't want to give that away. Right. It's very specific. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. People might not know uh, uh, um, English or British. Um, United Kingdomish postcodes are very specific, like yeah. almost like to the house specific. Yeah, my Acton one was W two or W three. It's five five characters. Anyway, I lived in a house with ten people. It was a very wow. uh, eighteen year old Australian backpacker, Australian South African New Zealanders. It was it was a time of my life. It was wonderful. Uh, right. Never do it. won't do it now, but I uh, loved it then. <laughs> Um, but it's it's the thing they do. Uh, so anyway, I used to love going into London, um, and I, I recommend to people that you go into the city, into the city, get off at Waterloo, and walk all along the South Bank 
Mm. And you walk from Waterloo um, past the London Eye, you walk around the back streets, you pass the Tate Modern, uh, you pass the Millennium Bridge, you pass this, um, or oh, I think it's the Cuddy Sark, this old ship, or well, that might be further up north. Um, you pl- pass a place where Oliver Twist was filmed. Um, it's just it is just packed full of history, yeah, because it's such an old city. And so we went all the way along, all the way up the South Bank, up to Tower Bridge, uh, which people call London Bridge. It is not London Bridge, that big famous bridge that you see that's very beautifully decorated, which is next to the Tower of London. Mm-hmm. It's called the Tower Bridge. Look at me giving facts. That's Look a great fact. Facts. I, yeah, it is. It's an important one to know because people are like, I'll meet you at London Bridge. And then they're like, I'm at London Bridge. Where are you? And they're like, I'm at the bridge. And you're like, no, no, you're probably at Tower Bridge. Um, so Tower of London is a wonderful thing to do. And you could do that in a day. You could probably do that. And then if you're happy to see half of it, yeah, that's I, a wonderful day trip. It, it is a big city, but I feel like the like the centre and all the famous stuff is is pretty much walking distance. Um, yeah, or if not, the, the tube, tube system is pretty good as well. The tube is super fun and very iconic, uh, yeah. but it's uh, brilliantly done. Um, yeah. You can play the Monopoly game, and I was like recently when I was in London, it's actually on my um, I think people just call it Monopoly. Stories. What, the Monopoly board? Yeah, isn't it just called Monopoly? Yeah, the Monopoly, but the Monopoly board has all the different places, so you can essentially do the Monopoly board, go around the Monopoly board in London because that's uh-huh. where it's based on. They're actually so making you can like go to there's, Trafalgar Square. There's a noise monopoly. To, Sorry for interrupting, there's, but there's pretty much a no, like they've they've really extended that franchise and there's pretty much a monopoly <laughs> everywhere. But the original was from London, and so that's why it's really there's a drinking like you can join a drinking tour, the monopoly I, drinking tour. I had a feeling it would come back to this. <laughs> but I didn't. Anyway, um, so but one of my favorite uh, I was in Marlebone Station, which is on the Monopoly board, and um in, in there, they've got like behind the toilet stalls is like the the cards, the chance cards and like Bond Street Station and Oxford Circus <laughs> and like, and so then I'm in the toilet like filming. So if you go to my Instagram stories on at Lovely Travels um, and go to the UK one, you'll see me filming the toilet in Marlebone Station. Because uh, I was like, sounds, like, sounds like great toilet content. Emma, congratulations. <laughs> But yes, I'm sorry. That was um. I've got, no, this is a three parter actually. So that was the that was, no, it's a two parter. That was my first my London day trip advice, and I yep. took someone once actually. It was his first ever time in London. He's like, "What do we do?" And I'm like, "That's really unfair. This is a huge city full of history. Like, what do you like?" And he's like, "I like everything." I was like, "You're really not helping. <laughs> do you want to see kings and queens, or do you want to see like science, or do you want to see?" natural stuff like whatever mm. so I was like stuff it we're going there and we walked all the way up it was beautiful my other favorite place to go in London is the National Gallery to the 19th century wing and my favorite painting in there and my favorite artist in there is John Constable and there's this beautiful painting of the Salisbury Cathedral it's a view from Old Sarum which was uh, a place basically where some of the first um, where England was conquered, they were first at Old Sarum. It's a Celtic sort of spot. Right. Well, the Celtics were there on the hill first and then Old Sarum was built in about the 1100s. And then yeah, the Vikings I, I, came I did, or something. Yeah. I did ancient history in um, 
year 11 and I went there when I was 17 and I was just like my tiny mind was blown. <laughs> so we went to the National Gallery. I loved this painting by John Constable. It just stayed with me. There's this beautiful cathedral. There's a rainbow behind it and um, and this epic view. And then we did um, a trip, which is my, yeah, my second top tip, which is to drive to Salisbury from London. Uh, I think it's the A6 you drive along. I have to look up. Um, and you go past Stonehenge on that drive. You can follow the White Horse Trail, which is uh, these giant carvings into the hills around that area. They've, there's clay underneath, white clay underneath mm-hmm. the grass, so they carved out these white horses. So you're just driving along and there's these giant white horses. Um, and then we came to Salisbury Cathedral, and there's a lot of beautiful cathedrals in the UK, um, and I've been to a number, but Salisbury is just magical for me and it was really wonderful to that was my I did that trip in 2004 with my grandmother my mum and my sister went to Salisbury Cathedral went to Old Sarum went to Stonehenge and that was just like history quota yeah and then actually Matt and I went when we went to St Ives in 2018 we drove that same way so we drove past Stonehenge and my <laughs> dear husband doesn't have quite the passion I have I said you know Stonehenge is is, is there do you want to stop the car and he's like nah seen it I see it oh, no. I see it <laughs> so we drove past it it's funny how people and are different like that <laughs> <laughs> they are um and then we drove to um but we did get out at Salisbury Cathedral that was that was uh, I was not um negotiating on that and that was really wonderful to share that with him so top tip do that drive and and keep keep on heading down towards Cornwall like the only thing we would have I would have changed is actually to have spent the night in Salisbury Mm -hmm. and to have like (laughs) stayed in a nice little Airbnb and gone to a nice little pub and uh because we ended up yeah arriving St Ives at like 10 o'clock at night and it was a big drive that's that I just totally took for granted that again the small roads and how long the drive can take. Sure. Well, I think when I, well, I don't think actually, I know when I went to the UK, um, I went from London to Sheffield. Um, I took the train, which seemed pretty convenient. Mm. Um, and I think it was very cheap, but similar to Germany, I guess. Um, so yeah, maybe, the rail maybe, is excellent. Yeah, maybe uh, getting getting a rail pass or something like that is a good alternative if you had a um you know, if you're up there and visiting a few places. Yeah, um, trains are excellent and it is something that the British uh, British Rail and the British have given to other countries is the rail network. That's true. Uh, that's especially true. in India. That was a yeah. wonderful thing, legacy they left behind, one of the few things that India was very grateful for. <laughs> um, but um, the other thing, the buses are pretty cheap as well and I've okay. caught the bus um and it's quite a nice. I, I caught one from Scotland down to a place called Preston, mm. kind of nearish Manchester, and it was it was a really lovely bus trip. Like I, I had planned to, as I always do, like write in my journal and write about ten articles on my laptop. But I ended yeah. up looking out the window half the time, <laughs> or most of the time. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm really miffed I didn't go on the um, trip to to Wales and Manchester this last month. It's a stupid Corona. Um, but as soon as I can, I will. Um, it's just a really nice part of the world, I think. Yep. And when I'm over there for one of my 
very many future visits, uh, you can come and join me again. Yes. Where should we go? Live. Live. Oh, yeah, we got to do the live. Oh, can you come to Wales with me? I've never been. Okay. Well, I was going to go. I was. I literally just said that. <laughs> no, I'm just tagging on. Um, actually, there's an awesome show on Netflix that we just watched. Well, uh, I didn't love one of the hosts, but the show was pretty cool. They uh, had a cabin com- competition, and the winner made a cabin that was like a dragon's eye. And they're all um, all those cabins are now like a pop up hotel in Wales. And I definitely want to go and stay in that cabin. What are you talking about? Cabins in the Wild. It's on Netflix. <laughs> Cabins in the Wild. Okay. Um, thank you to our sponsor this week, Netflix. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm just going to have all these. The show notes are just going to be watch this show, watch this show, read Emma's article, buy oh. this suite. Uh, did I tell you about the hedge in Scotland? It did. I, I, did, I think. Did. Okay. I think. I think we have to quick the facts up and uh, quick the facts up. We have to pack up. We probably have to pack up for today. We'll definitely do an England episode again. Like as as everyone can hear, I have many a story and many a memory, and uh, hopefully we can one day do an episode. Maybe we do the next episode from there. Yeah. the The King of Norway is seventy third <laughs> in line to the British throne. Well, he's got a long way ahead of him. Maybe we can do an episode where we like theorize what chain of events would have to happen that the King of Norway becomes the King of England. I feel like that's going to be on your spin off series. Hmm. Perhaps. <laughs> Tune in to Darius's Fun Facts <laughs> uh, Throne um, Theories with Darius. <laughs> Talking about toilets and kingdoms. Who knows what you're going to get? It's going to be kingdoms. Yeah. <laughs> you did say we should do an episode on toilets at some point. Anyway, apparently we chatter too much, so we better wrap this up and get back to the content. Right. Uh, Less chit chat, more content. Have we got any content left? Oh, there's plenty, but we I think we, I think we should probably let, let our poor listeners go. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening this week. Uh, I'm taken back into the pilot seat. Uh, I'd better just check, actually. Darius, can you waffle on for a second while I check what's coming up next? Yes. Uh, waffling is what waffles <laughs> do best. Um, did you know Mount Everest was named after a Welshman? I did not. No, and you've been there. Um, <laughs> Sir George Everest. He was a surveyor. Yeah, I think they don't love that that fact. And no snakes <laughs> have ever lived on the island of Ireland. Oh yeah, I knew that. They they chased all the snakes out of Ireland. They they say no, I'm pretty sure movies. that none have ever lived there. But like what about like pets? Well there's a there's like a um there's like an old folk tale about yeah, somebody who chased them out of I don't know. I've heard it mentioned. Anywho, okay. our next episode coming up next it could be one of three things. So I think we're going to have to add that on later because I don't know yet. Imports of haggis have been banned to the US since the 1970s. That's fair because, oh, look, actually, I've had haggis. It's not that bad, but it's not like I'm going to have it for every meal. Okay. Well, thank you for listening to me waffle on. I'm not sure if that will see the light of day. Uh, but okay. yeah, thanks for listening <laughs> this week. Um, <laughs> 
I, I, um, I really look forward to going back to the United Kingdom and I would love it if we did it together. Yeah, Who knows? That would maybe. be awesome. Um, yeah. Maybe meet some of the other lovels that are hanging around with their posh accents. Well, you won't find any lovels. You won't find any lovels of my descent in uh, England because... Uh, you haven't had any little... kids. Well, no, and uh, they would probably live in Australia too. But, uh, right. no, my unfortunate, la- my dad is the last of that little, my oh, dad and my no. brother. Okay. I'm a level, I'll always be a level, but uh, there is a strong level history, but we'll have to go into that another day. Okay, so outro take three. Uh, <laughs> thank you for listening to uh, our episode on the UK. Um, I learned yeah. a lot. I can't wait to get back. Um, Emma, do you have some closing remarks? Yeah, no, hopefully we'll get to go together and uh, I will definitely have many, 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 many a story still to come out of the UK because I will probably be visiting there every year or second year for the rest of my life. So, (laughs) (laughs) sweet. There we go. Uh, Thanks, everybody, and see you next time. Bye-bye. Cheerio. Cheerio. Top of the morning to you. Shine your shoes, Governor. How wonderful. (laughs) Bye.